0: We are going to look at uh, passing on the skills. Um, okay. That's a very, okay. This is a very famous saying. We all get to use that. So I want to, oh, it's not come. Yeah. I want to start with that, and then um, we will see where we will end. And perhaps find a new definition for our subject this morning, Passing on the Skills. By the way, I'm not a doctor, as was printed elsewhere. I'm just a servant of the servant, as Charlie has introduced from Andhra Pradesh, India. Passing on the Skills is an endeavor to help people not only help themselves, but also to help others around them. It attempts to provide long-term sustainable projects and help move from relief to development and a self-sustaining model. SCCC missions have invested in harvest ministries to empower our pastors with whom we operate in rural villages of Telangana districts in Andhra Pradesh. Now, Andhra Pradesh consists of, um, it's a large, fifth largest province in India. But then I'm focusing on 10 districts of my own province, which is generally referred to as Telangana, which um, consists, uh, which spreads over a landmass of 44,000 miles and uh, populated by 3.5 million people only. Teams led by Charlie Vitito and Greg Blakemore challenged and engaged our pastors to not only excel in their efforts to reach out to people, but to meet their physical needs in the name of the Lord. But they have brought a new dimension, a new dynamics into our ministry, which I'm going to share with you through two stories. Uh, I would title it as um, Tale of Two Pastors, the um, But then I would like to look at the scriptural basis for what we are talking about. Firstly, I would like to draw your attention to Matthew chapter 11, 4 and 5, which says, And Jesus answered them, Go tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, and the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, poor have good news preached to them. Now, let's also look at a uh, very, very familiar passage which is found in, uh, which is referred to as to Tim, 2 Tim 2.2. What does it say? And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to the faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So, these portions of scriptures have been the basis on which we have built this uh, presentation passing on the skills. We have realized that we needed to give the whole gospel to the unreached people. That includes meeting the felt needs in the communities in which we work. Love in action has been the motive of the gospel and it remains um, so with us at the Harvest Ministry. So I want to do a presentation to unfold this uh, as I talk, uh, as I mentioned, um, I want to tell a tale of two pastors. One is Pastor Ratnakar, some of the brothers here, Jamie and uh, Chris, and you all know this guy. He should have been here. He should have been here, but um, God willing, maybe next year. So I want to talk about another guy, Pastor Sunil. So I'm going to actually do a small, unfold what they are doing and see uh, where we go from there. Karimnagar is the location where uh, Pastor Ratnakar is uh, based. It's one of the subdivisions in Telangana, Karimnagar district. Ratnakar at his clinic. In front of his clinic, and uh, a small community outreach that he has organized. more pictures. Now, what is so special about Ratnaka? He is working among Hindus, predominantly Hindus, in a cluster of villages that um, he is focusing on, has been witnessing a lot of conversions, if you we can, if we are permitted to use that word. Many of people are, were coming to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. That also has uh, resulted in problems of a different kind. The Hindu leaders in those communities got threatened. They felt um, that um, all the villagers are going to turn into Christians. One of the head of the village has led a mob to attack Ratnakar and finish him off. I don't want to go into the details of that incident. He was to be bumped off, but God miraculously saved him. That being said, Ratnakar continued to face challenges from these folks. But it so happened God has blessed us with a famine. Can you think of famine being a blessing? <laughs> In this case, it was. Seven years we had um, inadequate rains. In that situation, God enabled us to dig wells in those communities. One of the wells was in this community, which actually rebelled and wanted to finish off Ratnakar. Not only that, through the skills that we have acquired from Southeast, through Charlie and ITEC and uh, MPAP, Ratnakar was totally, totally sold out to take this dental care, even into this community which hated him. He did camps to them. That was all fine. But, um, but then it um, <coughs> so happened. The mother of the head of the village, who is referred to as a serpent, had issues with her tooth. She went to several doctors. They could not fix Finally, she heard about this Ratnakar who is also fixing people's tooth. And uh, she came to. But this guy demonstrated to her absolute, absolute welcome and the love and compassion of Christ. He not only gently worked on her tooth and fixed her, but then the touch and his uh, response really touched her. To the extent, this lady felt, now how could people bump this guy off who does so much good and um, does good even to the enemies, the so-called enemies. That was her testimony. And that is how now Ratnakas um, villages opened up through the demonstration, the use of these um, dental skills. In his area, so he continues to work and uh, carries out dental clinics in his church clinics, if we may um, want to say so. So that's about Ratnakar. Now let's talk. Look at another guy. He works in a district called Adilabad, the extreme north. That's um, Adilabad district, and I got some photographs about this guy working, uh, watched by a dentist, a government dentist, and uh, working on a tribal woman. And that's his church clinic. He still has Charlie's uh, photograph out there. And that's one of the outreaches he does in his community. Now, to talk about Sunil. Now, Sunil is a product of one of our church plants. He was nurtured. Now he wants to go and serve God himself. And he chose not a comfortable place, in the surrounding villages, but he wanted to go work in the extreme um, um, uh, dense forested areas. Nobody dared to go there. As a matter of fact, people who went there, they had rough times, they were sent out. When Sunil went there, uh, he did the traditional, used traditional method of evangelism. He tried to pass on the tracts and then he tried to do personal witnesses, witnessing. Somehow it was not working. He even had people tell him. Now we had seen many people come. They did not, they could not stay here for long. Now you look good. You seem to be a good man why are you planning to get into trouble? Why don't you leave? Even the grocery guy who used to buy uh, his uh, groceries, he also advised him to leave the place and go. But uh, Ratnak uh, Sunil did not think so. Sunil had the skills of using this dentistry. He was doing the dental clinics, as you have seen here And through these dental clinics, his word, his his fame spread far and wide. The police department, which was having issues with the ultras, who are called um, Naxalites, felt they could use Sunil and his dentistry to go far interior places to do dental clinics and then soften the people towards the government. So police actually sponsored Sunil's uh, dental clinics, right? And then um, I would like to also tell one instance how his fame spread even far and wide. One night, some people were traveling through the forest. They were attacked by the wild boars. They fell flat and then they had lots of wounds and their tooth was badly bad was in very bad shape they went to be a near to a nearby town called nirmal people there could not fix they thought it's a medical legal case and they they did not even want to touch them and then people in that town they said there is a guy called sunil who could probably help so they came straight to him in the dead of the night sunil fixed and his fame Began to spread through instances like this. To the extent (laughs) um, one of the practicing doctors in the nearby town opened up his empty space to him and he said, Now use this. You're doing good. You're doing good. You have skills. You do an excellent job. Use my premises. So, without any rent, he gave him his place to practice his dentistry. When I saw that I was happy, I was also sad. You may ask me why I am sad. I felt somehow this was not for making money. Though, I believe very strongly in self-sustaining, but then not to turn this into some kind of a commercial thing, make business out of that. So I reprimanded him, and then, but then I began to pray. It really hurt me to hurt him, and I even expressed this with Charlie. But then I had a burden to get a church building established in his place. You know why I had that burden? To see that his church would be a center for healing. Of all this brokenness in his community, even to fix the tooth. He is passionate about using his giftings out on the street, um, practicing with the doctor. He was almost equivalent to a doctor there. But then, as soon as we fixed this church, we have moved him. Uh, he has moved his um, practicing his dentistry into the church that you see right here in that uh, far left corner. So, that's um, Sunil. And you have heard a little bit about Ratnaka. These brothers are planning to put. um, They're determined to put love into action as they have acquired these skills to pass on. um, This. I also want to give you a little bit of background, a backdrop to um, the context to all this. You all know India sends more medical professionals to the West. Yes? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the best of them come here. But then if you actually look at the rural India, which comprises of 60% of the population of billion-plus people, um, the medical care system is, um, I would dare to say, non-existing. It's all there on the paper. It's all there on the paper, but then on the ground, nothing is there. If you talk about dentistry, <laughs> that's a very strange word. You might even find some um, um, the so-called doctors, which are um, which we refer to them as registered medical practitioners, RMPs, and then you will have all kinds of quacks there. But then dentistry. It's non existing at all. Under such circumstances, Harvest chips in. Empowered, equipped by the Southeast, ITEC, and um, Empower Ministries. The first of those trainings was done in the year 1995. We had uh, Steve Saint and Jamie Minkai, along with the Southeast team, came and equipped. 10 of our pastures. Now we have 25 pastors scattered into these uh, areas. And uh, <clears throat> we have done 2,400 extractions. 2,400 extraction with 0% of bad cases. As a matter of fact, we used to have uh, one of the young dentists uh, who was training to be a dentist. He used to tag on with us, go with us, because his uncle wanted him to be exposed to missions. This guy would say, uncle, in our hospital, every single day we, have, we see hundreds and thousands of cases. We also deal with some bad cases. But with our pastors, with your guys, you don't seem to be having any bad cases at all how does that happen I don't know <laughs> I don't know it's all about God thing and um, and the skills that we have acquired and the divine divine unction of that we can feel it few of the dental trainings that you um, can see Charlie there and um, those are the dental chairs that's how we set up most of the occasions um, we find the local government, local government facilities that come in handy for us to use uh, to set up this. May I ask what are the challenges? There are many challenges. First and foremost is the uh, to gain the recognition for our pastors uh, from the government. Though the Medical facilities or medical system is not existing there, but the, the the legal aspects are so many. We cannot practice without having proper uh, certification, uh, proper proper um, trainings. That being, we have uh, overcome that by getting us pastors trained to what is called Saint John's ambulance. Uh, training It's basically a first aid training certified and issued by the government. It's approved by the government. So this is coming in very handy for us to use as um, 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 some kind of um, uh, credible accreditation to use our skills without any fearing any um, medical issues. In fact, uh, (laughs) in one instance, we have actually had um, the collector of a district. He has come to know about um, how we are using, uh, how we are conducting these dental camps, dental outreaches. He sent out the government doctor, dentist to check on us. Really, that's the lady whom you are seeing. Uh, Her name is Shashikala. She came and then uh, she saw, I came a little, I went a little late to that camp. When I walked in, she was there sitting. Then I asked her, what did you think? She said, she cannot believe this to be true. She cannot believe this to be true. And she also said, (laughs) during her time in the medical school, there were a bunch of Christians who tried to witness to her, And also give her a New Testament. She took it and tore it and threw it off. But she said, watching your guys and uh, what you're doing, I was so impressed. I have asked your pastor to give me a New Testament. I want to read this New Testament. I asked her what you're going to talk to the collector. She said, I'm going to give a very good report to him. She did give a good report to him. And not only... We were um, blessed. We, <laughs> we, had, uh, uh, we were favored. But uh, even the government clinic in that area also got favored. The collector said, what you guys are doing, if they are doing without having anything, so you guys should be doing, why don't you ask for chairs? Why don't you ask for equipment? So the collector sanctioned a big budget and the do- local government hospital has a good dental facilities there it's all because of her us and then we also have um, the challenge of getting the confidence of the people but by god's grace by the excellent uh, care and the excellent work that we provide and this is what we have received the local press and the local people are so much happy about our work and the way we minister, they talk about us. And this is what we find in the local newspapers. Do you recognize something, Tim? Yeah, no, Jim asked what I said. I said, I think your name's on that bottom article. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some of your names probably are there, but uh, it may not also be there because... um, because we always felt, you know, you come and do, but then um, it's not; it does not end there. And uh, we continue on, and that's what we are talking about: um, the skills that you give to us, we carry on use, and that is how we are getting uh, acceptability. So we are also looking. I mean, this is not. Um, there are two 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 faces to what we do. We do dental outreaches out in the common areas where we can, in the villages, where we do not charge them anything. But I told you the tale of two pastors, and these pastors do charge the people who come for help on their tooth. So it is run on a self-sustaining base. We do charge them. We do charge them. We also found out a way to do that. We actually, in the dental outreaches, we fix their tooth cavities. We remove, but then if we have to work on their um, scalings and, um, or um, um, the other serious matters, we actually give them a small card. And we tell them, this is Ratnakar, this is Sunil, so you may call these pastors and fix up an appointment come to the where is the appointment it is at the church the local <laughs> church so it's actually the church clinic so that's what two of our pastors are doing and we we are ready with 10 more church clinics to be that are going to be started very soon so if you actually clearly see this picture uh, that is sunil's church out there harvest prayer house, both, both is the location where he is, and then you'll see that it is advertised as Harvest Dental First Aid Clinic, that's what it is, the church is uh, also a clinic, (laughs) so that's about a dentist, um, how uh, we are using the uh, dentistry skills in our areas Then I also want to talk about the medical trainings that we have been equipped with. A stitch in time. Okay, now I need to talk about uh, the other benefits. Um, First, we are getting credibility. Then um, accessibility. Now, can you think (coughs) of a Hindu priest Coming to the saving grace through, by sitting on the dental chair, here is one situation. It's a very, very reputed Hindu priest. He knew that there was a dental outreach going on then. He was hesitating to walk in. He waited from morning till evening. He thought these are the low caste people. How could he step into such a situation? After much hesitation, his pain, his pain was so unbearable, he came, pushed himself and came. And then we have that guy sitting there after he was given a shot. We began to talk to him. Then he, <laughs> his heart not only softened, he is open to the gospel. And... Um, Here is another occasion. This Here's another Hindu. This is a different type of um, Hinduism. They actually go on penance for 40 days. They abstain from liquor, women, and quit smoking, and they're dressed in black. They walk on barefoot. They don't eat non-vegetarian food. They do all kinds of these things. At the end of 40 days, they go to a pilgrim place. The guy who initiates all these people into that practice is this guy, is this guy, and he came to one of our clinics and he got saved, and he is one of the elders of our church. So God is, has not only give, given us access to go into these remote areas, but then he has also given us access to go into these high caste which... We had no means or no way to reach out to. Now they are coming and sitting on our den chairs and they are, they are being reached out. I remember, I still remember one instance. We were, um, I was talking to the community leaders out there and the Maiga pastors came running to me and said, Sir, come, come, come see. I went there to see and there was a young man crying. I thought they messed up with him and then I have to do something for that guy. I said, what's wrong? Then they said he received Jesus. I said, if he received Jesus, why should he be crying? Why should he be in tears? Lo and behold, the same thing. While they were working on his tooth, they also began to talk to him about Jesus. And that guy was so convicted, he received Jesus right there and then. And he was weeping, weeping, uh, confessing his sins to Jesus. So th- this is how God has opened um, the doors for us and given us accessibility into the upper stratum and all, all stratums of people, and uh, people are receiving Jesus Christ. As said, the churches are uh, receiving new people. New people are added into the church. Um, and um, there, this one lady, she has another powerful story. I don't want to take time because I wanted to do half an hour of presentation and then open up for questions. I will try to finish in just another five minutes, open up time. But then this lady again came. She got her tooth fixed. She received Jesus. She has even taken baptism. So that's the Bible she received when she took baptism. So people are being added into the church. That's a blessing uh, this, um, the skills are giving us. The medical trainings. <clears throat> a stitch in time saves nine. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a team led by Greg Blakemore taught our pastors how to identify diseases and abnormalities. I would like to share how these these guys, David, Paul, Michael, K.R. John, are using this, but then I think time will not be adequate. But then I would l- pick up one and uh, tell. The whole idea of providing these skills is people do not know what actually they are suffering from, particularly children. They have abnormalities, Until they become big, they will not realize. The thrust that Greg has brought into this is so that these can be identified and uh, these children can be directed to the doctors, local doctors. And that is exactly what we are doing now. Now, doctors are surprised that the pastors are not stealing patients. But now, actually, these guys are sending them patients. <laughs> David had one lady. She was, tr- she was thinking that uh, her daughter-in-law has um, somehow done some harm to her by casting a spell on her. Because she becomes very rough, she shouts, and she acts in a very strange ways. They were running here and there. They were going all over. But then finally, David came to know about, and David went and um, began to talk to her. David also asked her, can, you, can I check your blood pressure? David checked her blood pressure. It was way too high. David somehow realized her problem is nothing but high blood pressure, which is actually is the reason for her, to explode and cause all those commotion. She was sent to doctor. Doctor diagnosed her and treated her. She is and healthy and she is such a blessing to the community out there. These are small, small things but making big impact. In one instance um, John has determined a serious seriousness of that sent to a doctor. If that girl was Delayed by an hour or so, she would have died, a dengue case. But they thought it is, again, by uh, some kind of um, um, fever, simple fever. But then they went to the local witch doctor. They went to to the RMPs. None of them were able to help. But then John said, no, go to this doctor. He will help you. Turned out to be a dengue fever she was saved in time. So that's how these medical trainings are also helping us to minister and use that to demonstrate God's love and compassion. That's my team. Um, That's John. And then we also were equipped with uh, repairing the bore wells. We have so many bore wells in our communities. Some of them we have done. Some of them have been done by the government. Most of them, over a period of time, they get rotten because they are not maintained properly. So they become non-functional because of the disuse. Chris Liboff, who came with the dental um, medical team uh, with Greg Blakemore, he brought these skills and tools to us. He not only trained two of our men, but then he also provided us tools. Uh, These guys, now they use those tools. To not only repair the broken wells in their communities, but they also have a schedule. They go to the other uh, set of villages, identify the broken wells, and they uh, repair, repair those wells as well. So passing on the skills is all about equipping, enabling, empowering the local churches and ministries to demonstrate God's kingdom to the people in the felt needs. So it's not a marathon race. It's not even a hundred meter dash. It's all about this baton race. So everybody are important, <coughs> but the skills are passed down to the extent, as we say, your will be done. <coughs> where? <laughs> On earth as it is in heaven. So um, that's what I wanted to share, and I'm open to questions with the little amount of time we have now. Yes? Sorry, I got in a little late. Um, so the tools that the dentists, the pastors are using, they are donated through some... Like and that yes, the tools that we are using are donated by ITEC, Empire and Southeast. They have invested those with us with the condition that we will use them faithfully, not just use them, uh, with a very strong um, um, emphasis that we would um, use it to sustain those skills not just do it as a free. So the emphasis on self-sustainability. Yes, we have been provided with those tools, and we use them. They have been. Yes? How long did the initial training take? Yeah. One week. At one time, maybe it's... um, (coughs) First time when Charlie talked to me about this, I trusted Charlie, but not uh, the one-week training. <laughs> I had lots of doubts. And I shared with, we, have, we also have a medical personnel on our team. I shared with him. He was very skeptical. And then I shared with another good, very dear uh, friend of mine, who actually is a hospital administrator. He said, he calls me Anna, meaning elder brother. He said, "Anna, <laughs> are you kidding?" I said, "No, I don't. I have not seen it, but I trust." Um, they were skeptical. I was also, but in seven days flat, um, they were taught, and um, they have become so well versed. Um, they are doing excellent job, and I am sure Charlie can vouch to that. In one one instance, I will tell you what. Charlie was doing that practical training. In that practical training, Charlie asked this guy, his name is Johan. He said, Johan, how many roots that this molar has uh, you're going to work on? He said, "Um, three. Charlie looked to me and he said, Caleb, two. But then let's see. 20, 25 minutes later, we were, Charlie was keeping an eye on the others who were working. He was doing the same thing. Twenty minutes later, Johan comes with this trophy. I mean, he didn't know, actually, Charlie. <laughs> and then he comes with three roots. Yeah. So, yes, seven days training. Two roots. Yeah, that's what he was taught. That's what he was taught for five years, but then, but then the skills that he passed on to these guys latched on so strong, so well, so, so they came up with it. Yes. So I combined all of that and said, yeah. So there you go. (laughs) okay. <laughs> and they, yeah. Uh, and they're just taking out abscess teeth that are infected. Yeah. That are uh you know, really threatened people. And then they also are taught how to teach for benefit Yeah. And then later after the initial year, then we teach them how to scale teeth for paradigm disease. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and we also in some cases teach how to use domains. Yeah, we are we are doing those but then uh we are not <laughs> So we actually have them come sit on the chair in the church and we do those things Any there. Any other Yes. Um, I work for the <coughs> health services and, and we have an organization called the Center of Hope. And what it does is conduct educational programs one of the issues we face is dental. So I was wondering in what way we can network with you yeah. uh, to gain these uh, educational skills and empower our community health workers. Yeah. We have uh, a seminar in community. Uh, they they ask the Center of Hope to provide some educational programs to the Graduating ministry. Mm-hmm. And so as you speak of the dental ministry, like, wow, how yeah. can we copy yeah. and <laughs> I was in a similar situation, but then I could not express like you did in a situation like this. But God knew what we needed, and He sent resources, and those resources are available here. So you can get connected, and um, yeah, they can be. So the I think, yes. Empower, yeah, Empower. Yeah. So, Empower is the one you need to check, check in. Yeah. Empire. Or you can just hang in here and then I can talk to you and how I can, we can, can connect. Yes. I just have a question regarding for culturally. With the Hindus that you're you know, reaching out to and then becoming believers, do you find it difficult that, Many are adding one of the there. <laughs> we are changing subject slightly, but then I will tell you. No, you, I know what you're talking about. In a nation, Hindu nation, where we have three million plus gods and goddesses, they have no issues adding one more God called Jesus Christ into that. But when you emphasize the fact that He is the God, the only God, they have some issues. But then talking about people who forsake everything and um, family inheritance sometimes and um, thrown out of the caste groups, it costs to be a Christian. It costs to be a Christian. Yeah. Probably we'll have time for a few um, you the impact that you have on children. Through your Do you then have other programs set up for your church that you connect children to, whether it's like education then, for the the children that you do see for your services? Yes, I do. Um, It's a long story, but then I just want to frame it up. Mm -hmm. Say we have started a a residential school for the children. We have uh, 210 children from these broken communities there we are taking care of them. So uh, they're going to be transformed, and they're going to transform India, and they are going to disciple the nation in the future. Yes? Uh, Success and self-empowerment are often infectious, and it's also met with great needs. So can you see this model working in other areas? You talk about boreholes and dental. Um where where are your new needs? Or where do you see this model working in other areas? I I was very cautious. I was very, very cautious. And um I I even wondered if it would work. But then God has done things and uh, we learned as we walked, we checked out, and we it's working. And now we are expanding. We have ten more chairs that are going into the hands of ten more pastors who would set up the church clinics. And the same thing with the medical things. So there is nothing else. No, we don't need. They have gifted us with the equipment. The pastors have the BP apparatus, and then... Um, They have, so they don't need anything else. So they are just using it, and then um, so so there is no issues. Greg, you want to say something? Well, you know, the medical bags that they brought you, they cost about three hundred fifty dollars. Blood pressure stuff, thermometers, glucometers. Glucometers, yeah. A lot of people have high blood sugar, and what happens there? We had three monometers. That's so it. We, so we taught them how to, how to use them and then recognize that normal. By the end like you said, it's about a day and a half, two days worth of classroom. And then we went through 400 kids. And you know, one of the examples was just recognizing normal heartbeats after they, after they did that many kids. To the yeah so and the same thing with the wells too and um, does we just have a toolkit and then um, these guys go identify them and provide them and uh, the best part is we also have the community share in those um, things so they have to come up with if we have to replace. Uh, with the pipes, like, now we will say, we will fix two pipes. Now you have to pay for the two pipes. So they have the community pa- participation so that uh, they also have some ownership. Yes, Charlie. I was just going to say that this is short permission. It's not going and doing. Yes. It's going and putting others. To, now, yeah. Notice the recognition they got before. These pastors were persecuted. Yes. Now they're seeing have and this is the future of short-term mission. Yes. We need to stop yes. going yeah. and doing and going and training. And this is testimony to that, right? Yes, exactly. This is what I was, so passing on the skills. You come there, just you can't, don't come do it yourself and get out, but then pass it on so that we would, uh, it would keep going. Thank you, Charlie. Yes. I think we will have time just for one question. If it is short one, then we'll have it two. Yeah, the last two. We never had a single complication. I don't know how, but then true. I'll tell you what. This actually <laughs> is a great follow-up method I have found out. After, the, after we work on the tooth... We, we have a great record in fact I have slides as to how we actually we structure these and what are the records we maintain. So we have the details and our pastor's go, pastor goes visiting them to check are you still having swell swelling you' still having pain He goes sit with them and then he is offered chai and then he drinks. Let me tell you not a single, bad case so far the uh, one single case that came very close to that is not a bad case but then they just wanted to put us into pr- trouble and make some money out of us and um, so nothing yes I have a question. Uh, how do you- Now, I work with 25 pastors. So, we're talking about them. And then we are willing to pass it on to others. Deepak has come from North India. Now, he has brought two of his pastors uh, when Charlie and his team came to train us. Um, uh, the new set of guys and also they provide advanced dentistry training. So, he brought two of his pastors and now he has taken it there. So, And then um, he will decide who else trained? But it is not given out to anyone. So they work through the local ministries. Yes. I just want to point out that the training is being done by professionals. Like the pastors aren't going and training other people. So it's, it all filters through like, say Empower brings in dental professionals who are going to teach the pastors. But the pastors aren't going on and teaching. Yes. Yeah, they are only using those to bring healing, and, but then they are capable of teaching. You ask Charlie. <laughs> 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 all right, I think that's all, and uh, I'll. No, I was just joking. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all. Hope uh, if you have any questions, you feel free to go.